to Best of Friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Thank you for figuring out the technical side of things today. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. No pressure. I knew exactly what I was doing the whole time. <laughs> so to uh, peel back the curtain a little bit on the show operations, usually I'd host the Zoom meeting and I do it from my work computer, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, arguably a bad idea, but Today I opened up my computer for work and it like made me sign into this other thing and I looked it up and it's like a network traffic monitor. So I'm, so I'm like, okay, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. Um, and I have a personal computer too, but I lost the charger. So that's the long story short. And you can't record, we do this on Zoom. You can't record Zoom meetings from tablets unless you have a paid account, which you know I'm not, I'm not paying for this. We don't make enough money to, for that. <laughs> That's insane. So anyway, I was too scared to do this from my work computer today, but I will be getting a charger, new charger for my other, my personal computer. because I've been meaning to do that anyway. Got it. So, that's the story. That's how we got here today. Um, okay, so I understand we only have 30 minutes. Matt is very busy as always. <laughs> Yeah, busy is an understatement. Apparently, I'm supposed to get a phone call today. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's fun. If you yeah, it's to... my turn. To, it's my turn to talk about all this crap that's been going on. If they call while we're recording, you can just put them on air and be like, "Welcome to the Two M Podcast." Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure HR would be totally fine with that. So let's just get right into it then. Well, it's my luck they're going to want to call tomorrow when the CEO is visiting our store. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I hope you're enjoying your tour so far. I just have to make take a quick phone call. I don't ask what it's about. <laughs> yeah. I'm All so right, ready for so... this crap to be done with. I know. I feel like it's been almost two weeks. I mean, it must be getting towards the end. Good luck to you. And we can all just laugh about this later. Um, yes, with lots of alcohol. <laughs> uh, right, otherwise we, we might just be crying. <laughs> this way we might be doing both. So I was thinking today, um, <laughs> this will be our last episode for probably a couple months as the real NFL offseason is now upon us, as is the warm weather, <laughs> finally. I don't know how things are up there, up north, in the north by you. Uh, it was very, very humid for about three days straight, and now we've kind of leveled off to the 65, 70 range. Uh, supposed to rain last night, but it didn't, but it was nice and cool. It was definitely a windows open type thing. It's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, this is our 
first show since the draft obviously was a few weeks ago now so i was thinking we could just very quickly run through all the draft picks and then the other major thing that's happened since we last recorded was the schedule release for the 2022 uh wait what year is it yeah two <laughs> season wait is it 2022 <laughs> sorry i'm <laughs> This is what happens when you work from home. Yes. There's no concept of time. <laughs> it's it's so true. <laughs> what year is it? Like where, when you have to go I? into a building, you still have to monitor. Okay, I'm off Wednesday and Thursday, which means if I'm in Royal Link, it is not Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Oh, actually, sorry. Hold on one second. My wife is calling me. This is it. This is where we sit. An awkward silence. We're not quite sure what's going on. We're here, alone, just you and me, listeners, on this long, long winding road of sorrow, happiness, despair, regret, grief, excitement. Okay, I'm back. It's called life. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, wow, uh, getting deep on the podcast without me? <laughs> uh, I guess you'll have to figure out when you get the audio. Okay, so um yeah so let's uh, quickly recap the draft we'll focus specifically on what our green bay packers did and did not do and uh, then we'll just do some quick uh, highlights from the upcoming season schedule Sound let's good? go all right overall it started out pretty boring the first 10 minutes oh did i send you the notes even nope you want them Nope. <laughs> I'm going to completely improv my side and see how this goes today. Okay, maybe maybe just look up who got the draft order. Really quick. Yes. Anyway, it started out very boring because we knew it was a weaker class for quarterbacks. Um, so it was no splashy picks really in the top 10. But then the trades started coming in and uh, hot and heavy. <laughs> Not just picks being thrown around but players changing teams during the draft as well which was uh, pretty crazy it ended up being a really fun one do you and, have a do you have a, a favorite pick for the most surprising uh trade uh that's a good question yeah i do and I'll, I, I won't spoil it yet i'll i'll tell you what it is when we get there oh snap all right so let, let's just jump right in then so the jaguars had the first overall pick and uh, honestly, a little bit of a surprise right off the bat. They took Trayvon Walker, defensive end out of Georgia, where a lot of people had uh, fellow pass rusher Aiden Hutchinson at the top of their boards. Uh, Jaguars went with Walker, who is, uh, as I understand it, not as proven statistically, but has the, the physical tools to really dominate. So it'll come down to, you know, coaching, I guess, down there. It's really all it's going to have to come down to. Yeah, so Walker had just nine and a half sacks in his three-year college career, whereas Aiden Hutchinson, who went number two to the Lions, had 14 sacks last year alone. So just in terms of raw production, uh, Hutchinson seemed like the much safer pick, and that's what the Lions went. Uh, they I can't. Can you imagine being in the Detroit War Room and watching as the first pick gets announced and being like, all right, well, okay, we're going to have to settle for someone else. And then they hear Trayvon Walker, and they go, no. I no. they were pretty excited yeah to get their guy and, and it's fun too with Hutchinson because he's he's local he was born and raised in Michigan stayed there for college obviously and, and now he's going to play professionally in Detroit uh, so that was uh, number two 
the Texans third overall actually went with a cornerback, Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. A little bit of a surprise, but honestly, they could have gone anywhere the way that roster is constructed right now. They need a lot of help. And defensive-minded head coach, Levy Smith, I mean, it might influence on it. Um, but it, it seems like a, a good pick. The Jets at four took another corner, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. And the, the Jets were, uh, I mean, they did a lot in this draft. And, and I think they were an early contender for like one of the, the winners of the draft. They ended up with three first round picks, which we'll get to the other ones in a minute. But fourth overall, they took uh, Mod Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati cornerback. Uh, a little bit of uh, excitement with the Giants picking at five. There was, I don't know if this was just a coincidence, but the day of the draft, of the first round of the draft, mm-hmm. uh, news broke that they declined Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. You know, of course, I saw that. Wait, much maligned quarterback. I think that I'm started like, to lead the speculation of a quarterback <laughs> draft. It did for me, at least. I'm like, oh, snap. Is this a sign? Are they going to do something exciting here? Um, but no. I'm not to say this pick isn't exciting, but <laughs> I thought they might go quarterback here and shock the world. Uh, but they went with Kayvon Thibodeau, another defensive end out of Oregon, which is a good pick. Um, yeah, I, I was I was very excited by that news, though, as a, a hater, as you could say, of Daniel Jones. I have met people, believe it or not, that don't think he is that terrible. I don't believe it. Okay, well, have, have you choose not to believe it. Have they watched it? <laughs> have they watched it? Or maybe they watched that one game last year where he randomly torched the Saints for like 400 yards. <laughs> yeah, right. The one flash a year that this guy could be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It tricked me. It traded for him in fantasy. Mm. <laughs> anyway, Who's the idiot sixth, now? Up sixth. Yeah. Giants are the smart ones declining the option. So. <laughs> Uh, Panthers were sixth. They were another team that a lot of people thought might take a quarterback, and I think they did eventually, not in the first round, though. They took offensive tackle Icky Iquanu out of North Carolina State. Giants were up again at seven. They took another offensive lineman, a tackle named Evan Neal. So with their first two picks, they strengthened both sides of their line, uh, the Giants did. Then the Falcons at eight took the first receiver of many in this first round. Drake London from USC went to the Falcons, eighth overall. I mean, you figured it had to, it had to be because Atlanta's biggest weakness at this point is now not just quarterback, but wide receiver. Mm-hmm. This next pick uh, made me laugh so much. The Seahawks? Yes. Yeah, Seahawks at nine took Charles Cross, uh, offensive tackle out of Mississippi. They get rid of Wilson and then draft an offensive tackle. It's like, oh, so now the line is important to like kind of short. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> now that he's gone, they bolster the offensive line finally <laughs> with the pick they got in that trade. Yeah, it seems like they're really trying to set up to have a more run-based um, offensive attack. Or maybe Pete Carroll just wants to protect whoever their next quarterback is, unlike <laughs> Wilson. Uh, speaking of Wilson, the Jets Wilson! The pick, took Garrett Wilson, uh, no relation to Russ, as far as I know, <laughs> wide receiver out of the Ohio State, one of two taken. Um, they were taken back to back. That's right. They were. Yeah. Yeah. So the 11 is 
and so this is two picks for the Jets in this top 10. They took a cornerback and a receiver, Garrett Wilson, who was the top of a lot of boards uh, at the receiver position anyway. And then this is where it got interesting because with the 11th pick, the commanders traded it to the Saints. They traded up from 16, the first trade of the draft, and uh, they wanted to get a receiver too, get in on the funds. They took Garrett Wilson's college teammate, Chris Olave, also from the Ohio State. And that started or uh, continued a little bit of a run on receivers here because at 12. That's a, well, and also a chain reaction in trades too, I thought. Right. Everyone's like, oh crap, receivers are going. Got to get one. Notably, the Packers did not trade up. Good job, but guys. At 12, uh, then was the, originally the Vikings pick. The Lions traded up all the way from 32 to take Jamison Williams, the speedster wide receiver out of Alabama. And they sent over three picks to the Vikings to, to get this, uh, to make this move and draft their guy. Kind of a, kind of surprising for a team like the Lions. They, they have so many needs to prioritize wide receiver and give up so many other picks in the process. But Well, it kind of leads me to question where they're sitting on Goff, right? Like clearly we don't, I mean, I don't think he's the, quarterback of the future for them he's a great interim quarterback mm-hmm. but they're clearly building weapons and they're getting right. everything sort of stacked so is it like we're going to give them some stuff and see what happens or are we going to build the team and then finally go get our quarterback that being said this was not a very good quarterback class this year so it could yeah. just be buying time in the next hopes guy, that next something <laughs> comes up better sure yeah that's fair uh, 13, the Eagles traded up and took Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. They traded up Georgia. just two picks from 15 up to 13 to take Davis. Uh, and then at 14, the Ravens took Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre, Notre Dame, which that, that was a pretty exciting pick for me. Like he's, it was a good he's really good. Baltimore. He's like the next uh, Ed Reed. <laughs> he's like Ed Reed and Polamalu combined with the ball hawking, but also tackling ability. So uh, exciting pick. So 15 ended up being the Texans uh, they, after they traded down uh, from the Eagles. And they took uh, Kenyon Green, uh, um, offensive guard out of Texas A&M. And then at 16 was the commander's pick after trading with the Saints who had moved up. And the commanders took a receiver too, Jahan Dotson, um, wide receiver out of Penn State, who... I mean, he wasn't in my top five beforehand, wasn't one of the guys we talked about, so I was just kind of like, who? But uh, <laughs> apparently apparently, he had uh, really good hands. I think some of the people in the – I forget which channel I was watching the draft said he had the best hands of the draft. I mean, and if, if you figure these guys live up to even, let's say, 60% of the hype, like that's a great person to – put outside of Terry McLaurin and to give that offense right. more firepower on receivers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all they've had is McLaurin for a long time and he's going to well, need those Wentz good hands. Everything's fine. I was going to say trying to catch passes from Carson Wentz. He's going to need some pretty good hands. 17 was the chargers. They took offensive guard Zion Johnson out of Boston college. Okay. And here is my favorite pick of the draft at 18. The Titans traded up. It would have been the Eagles pick. The Titans traded up. And what they gave away, they traded to the Eagles 
their third round pick this year, and also AJ Brown. They're right star because everyone knew he was on the board, right? <laughs> Never would have seen this coming in a million years. Like as a Packer fan, if we had like if that front office knew that that was even a possibility, yeah, yeah, because I mean. It, it was one of those things similar with what happened with Tariq Hill and the Chiefs earlier this offseason. His rookie deal was up. They didn't really want to give him a huge payday to extend him and keep him around. So they just traded him. And ironically, they traded him to draft Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, another receiver who pretty much is identical to A.J. Brown, at least in terms of his physical stature in his style of playing the position. So basically just traded him in for a younger model. And uh, I also heard that the Packers did try to take up or trade up to take Burks um, and that Rodgers really wanted him, but they didn't have something like A.J. Brown to offer. Wow. <laughs> like, if you want, had, you want like, Alan, Devontae Adams. You want Alan Lazard? <laughs> no, no disrespect. I do love Lazard, but not quite the same uh, caliber of player as A.J. Brown. So A.J. Brown becomes a Philadelphia Eagle. One of two wide receivers shockingly traded in this draft. Spoiler alert. I was more surprised by the second one. Mm -hmm. And that is just a couple picks away. But uh, before that, the Saints picked 19th. They took Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. And then the Steelers took the first and only quarterback of the first two rounds, actually. Kenny Pickett uh, from Pitt. So another local kid staying Remember I made the joke, wouldn't it be funny if Kenny Pickett, who went to Pitt, went to Pitt, and then I didn't even put it on my draft board, and then when it happened, I was super upset about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Speaking of our draft boards, Alex completely mopped the floor with us in terms of his predict the pick. (laughs) It was was brutal. Anyway, so... uh, I don't want to know. We're just going to skip that. In terms of Pickett, though, he was... uh, Yeah. He'll likely compete with Trubisky for a chance to be their week one starter in Pittsburgh. Chiefs traded up to 21. Uh, it was originally the Patriots pick. Chiefs traded up to take Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. And then the Packers. Yay! They're going to take a receiver, yeah, they, right? Right. That's kind of what kind of what we that's kind of what we thought, but uh, they took Quay Walker, linebacker, was part of that Georgia defense uh, that was so good this past year. Um, However, Walker wasn't even a starter until last season. And his career numbers over his entire collegiate career is just 11 tackles for loss and five sacks. Whereas I think his fellow linebacker on that Georgia team had did more than that in a season. So it was, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. (laughs) Not great, I guess. So 23, pick 23 is where things continued to be crazy. Uh, If I can follow the chain here. Knowing that A.J. Brown was on the market. Oh, there's another one. Another Brown. So this was originally the Cardinals pick that was traded to the Ravens, then to the Bills. Yes. So the Ravens traded. uh, Yeah, so first the Ravens traded to Hollywood Brown. Yes, and what? their third round pick this year to the Cardinals. And apparently which, uh, to the ire 
of Lamar Jackson. Yes, apparently this was not discussed beforehand with their star quarterback tweeting WTF and then a bunch of angry emojis. Uh, they do. It, it's another piece of news that came out is that DeAndre Hopkins, there, uh, the Cardinals' primary receiver, is suspended the first six games of this year, this upcoming season. So, and Kristen Kirk left in free agency. So they, there was a need, but I again wouldn't even have thought this was a possibility. Damn it, Green Bay, you dropped the ball ha! again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which leaves the Ravens' receiving core looking a little thin with just. Uh, Last year's rookie, Rashad Bateman, and then a, a bunch of guys <laughs> whose names I don't know. <laughs> Devin Duvernay, which is a real person, believe it or not. Um, but anyway, then the Ravens traded that pick to the Bills, who drafted a cornerback, Kair Elam, out of Florida. Cowboys took an offensive tackle, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Uh, and then the Ravens, with the 25th pick that they got from the Bills, took Tyler Linderbaum center from Iowa. So, so basically the Ravens gave up their top receiver and an additional third round pick to draft a uh, center. Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be too thrilled about that. Uh, and then hey, the we Jets took away your me. weapon, Lamar, but we gave you this guy to maybe protect you. Yeah, maybe. And uh, then at 26, the Jets re-entered the fold. <laughs> they traded up. Uh, was originally the Titans pick. So they traded up to make their third pick of the first round. And they took Jermaine Johnson, the second defensive end out of Florida State. And uh, he was apparently slated as a possible top 10 prospect. So the Jets kind of, from that lens, they get a steal landing him here, like at the end of the first round. Right. Absolutely. Uh, 27th pick, Bucks traded to the Jaguars, who took Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. Uh, and then the Packers were up again at 28. Right, so we burned it on the defensive pick. How typical. Now we're going to take a wide receiver, right? Like, we, we, we know this. This is the right. thing. No receivers had been drafted between their first pick of the first round and, and this pick, so still had all their options there. And, and then all what? these... All these what? fun stats ticked across the screen while we were waiting the, for the pick. The front like office the, aside, Mike. Like the fact that they haven't taken a first-round wide receiver since 2002. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that would end up – that trend would continue here as they took another Georgia defender, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle. Typical. And uh, they didn't do anything to help their offense or their MVP, future Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, but it did make history – by drafting, being the first team to draft two players from the same college in the first round. So that's something. Yay. Can we put that on a banner and hang that in Lambo? <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Okay. I'm fine with it. Next, next to Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl win uh, banner. <laughs> next up was the Patriots. They took Cole Strange. Offensive guard, and uh, my first thought is that is he related to uh, the guy, the Marvel character? Because I know there's a new movie coming out. Really, Some kind of advertising power play, but <laughs> uh, but apparently it, it was a bit of a strange pick. <laughs> Jesus, 
this guy was predicted as a third rounder in most of the experts' mocks. So just a, either a horrible pick by them or, or once again, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick showing that they're smarter than everyone else. We'll see. I will tell. Um, and then the Chiefs were up to 30. They took edge rusher George Karloftis out of Purdue. Bengals, Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. And then the Vikings brought it home, drafting Lewis Seen, a safety from Georgia. And that was the first round. Ended up uh, being very dramatic with a lot of trades. Just the one quarterback taken. And um, by the Steelers, which we kind of figured might be a thing, considering Trubisky isn't exactly the uh, end all be all for them. Right. I, I would still love to see him get another chance to start, but uh, it's going to be, it's not going to be handed to him. And then just uh, a couple notes from the, the, from days two and three of the draft. There were zero quarterbacks drafted in round two, which was pretty crazy. It wasn't until round three that uh, teams really started drafting these guys. And it was pretty much mostly the teams we expected that ended up taking them. The Falcons took Desmond Ritter, 74th overall. Uh, Malik Willis went to the Titans. This one was a little bit surprising given Tannehill's not that old and he's been pretty good. Well, did them. you see the videos that emerged that like kind of put Tannehill in hot water? Was it, yeah, was it the whole thing about him saying how it's, it's not his job to be a mentor and all that? Yes. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, it so makes I me think how of, that's... right, makes me think of when uh, the Packers drafted Rodgers, uh, but while Favre was still kind of in his prime. And by all accounts, they didn't have a great relationship and Favre didn't do a whole lot of teaching. <laughs> we see how that worked out. Actually, it did, I guess, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was but that was back when guys got like four years as a rookie before on the bench before they were forced to start now these guys get like two at the most <laughs> yeah. two weeks is that what we're talking about like yeah right. or, I'm sorry, two, two, days, two days of training camp <laughs> uh, and then the panthers took uh, matt corral uh, 94th and uh that was about it so they're quarterback depth chart still looks for the Panthers still looks like Darnold I guess in theory at the top of the depth chart uh, and then Corral who I don't think they necessarily are, are looking at as a this year option they're still saying they still might add a veteran uh, trade for someone like Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield uh, also the Bears released Nick Foles so he's floating around and uh, the other team that I uh, that still has a quarterback question is the Seahawks. They didn't draft anyone, so it's still, I guess, Geno Smith is the candidate right now. I'd still be surprised if that's the case. Uh, but as of right now, that's what it's looking like. I mean, and I'm surprised then, that the, the, oh, the sorry, Hawks <laughs> haven't gone after Mayfield. I would have. That seems like it would make sense to me. Yeah. Especially because they want to be a run first team, just like Cleveland was. And Baker's kind of at his best in a system like that. I don't know. It could still happen. Very, very well could. In terms of the Packers, they did end up taking a receiver. Uh, they traded up early in the second round to take Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. 
Uh, um, interestingly, his his dad, Tim Watson, was also a Packers draft pick uh, back in 1993. But anyway, this guy, Christian Watson, is uh, it was a lesser conference in terms of the competition he was facing. So he doesn't have um, he's not as NFL ready, maybe as some of the other guys in the draft. Right. He has good, uh, good size and speed. Though. Honestly, he compares to Alan Lazard, in my opinion, who they already have, obviously. <laughs> so we'll see. Isn't that funny? Or like the woes, there was a guy that you're like, I don't know if it was you or my buddy John that was like, well, there's this guy. And they say his NFL comp is like MVS. I'm like, like the MVS we just gave away. Why <laughs> right. We, and, why would we just, why would, what? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, he's six foot five. And uh, anyway, yeah, and I think that's the same height as Lazard, six, six, five, 200 pounds, so decent size. We'll have to see how it works out if he can actually come in and be a starter as a rookie, or if because uh, they drafted a receiver last year too, Mari Rogers, who like never saw the field, he was just a special teams player. That would be yeah. pretty disappointing. <laughs> right yeah he was a part of the worst special teams unit in nfl history i'm just gonna say <laughs> we got nine minutes okay let's uh take a pretend break that i'll edit in later and then uh, talk a little bit of news and nfl schedule the patriots traded jared stidham the quarterback and a seventh round pick to the Raiders for a sixth round pick. I thought that was just a tiny bit interesting because at one point Sidham was going to be the starter for New England. I think that was the year they ended up signing Cam instead. Yep. Uh, but he also, so you know, he was considered as maybe going to be a starter. And now he's also reunited with Josh McDaniels, who's the head coach in Vegas now. Nice. Obviously, he's not taking Derek Carr's job anytime well, soon, I'm... but just thought it was interesting. And then the uh, the Saints signed Jarvis Landry, one of the last few. Uh, yes, I just saw that a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Good move by them on a one-year deal. Oh, and then just today I saw this come through. The Packers, uh, I guess they used some of that Devontae money to uh, sign Jared Alexander to an $84 million four-year extension, their cornerback, which I am legitimately all snark and sarcasm aside, very excited about it. <laughs> He's awesome. No, that's perfect. We we needed to sign him to a deal and quick, if not this year, next year. Yeah, he's great. Really good lockdown corner. Um, so they made a lot of moves to hopefully be better on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the offense is going to be, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the highlights from the schedule uh, release for this year. We got the season opener on Thursday, whatever it is, September something. Uh, it's going to be Bills at Rams, per tradition, the Super Bowl winners host the first game of the season. And the Rams get a tough test and the Bills coming into town. So that's fun. Elsewhere in week one. Von Miller revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He's with the Bills now. Yeah. I got confused for a second because the next game I was going to bring up is uh, Broncos at Seahawks. Obviously, another team Miller played for. <laughs> Wait. Um, but no, the first Monday night football game of the year is Broncos at Seahawks. Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. Week. It's almost too soon. Like, it's almost too juicy. 
of a matchup to, to throw. Watch that be the best game of the year, and then the rest of the schedule is just terrible. <laughs> it's you don't want to start off on too much of a high, but it, it is exciting. We knew it was going to happen at some point in the season, but yeah, week one Monday night, and uh, that's also going to be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman Monday night football debut that game. Oh, so stoked! Good times. <laughs> uh, their week one games Sunday night football should be good. Buccaneers at Cowboys, which I think was last year's opener in Tampa. And then Chiefs at Cardinals, which could be interesting as well. Uh, week two, as I've said before, every matchup in the AFC West is going to be must-watch, and it starts on Thursday night. Week two, Chargers at Chiefs. Ooh, yeah. And then Sunday night, that at week two, we get Bears at Packers. Reigniting the rivalry uh, right off the bat. Yeah, they're not messing around. <laughs> And then, uh, for whatever reason, week two, there's a Monday night football doubleheader. Uh, that used to be a tradition that they did week one, but they didn't do it last year. Now it's back in week two. And the, the two new matchups are Titans, Bills, and then Vikings, Eagles. And uh, I'm just so excited to fall asleep halfway through the second game. <laughs> Sounds about right. As, as much as I want to watch, it always happens. Uh, then in week three, Texans at Bears. Lovey Smith revenge game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the Packers play the Buccaneers in week three as well. We, every I know we've been saying this every year now, but uh, they're both at the age where you never know. This could be it. Rodgers versus Brady <laughs> one last time. Hopefully it goes better than last time they met in the playoffs uh, last year, two years ago. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on. We are not. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, week four, Sunday night, Chiefs at Bucks. A pair of recent Super Bowl winners going head to head. Then I skipped week five, so I guess all those games suck. Week six, <laughs> Bills at Chiefs. <laughs> Rematch of last year's uh, controversial AFC divisional round with the whole the whole overtime situation. And then week six, Monday night is Broncos at Chargers. I'm just gonna keep highlighting every single AFC West. <laughs> Interdivisional matchup. Yeah, I'm sensing a pattern here. Week eight, Packers play the Bills on Sunday Night Football. That should be a good one. And then the Commanders travel to Indy to play the Colts. One of several Carson Wentz revenge games. <laughs> I'm shaking my head at you. <laughs> okay, good. I wasn't sure what how to interpret that silence, uh, but that that's fitting. Week nine, the Rams play the Buccaneers in a playoff rematch. Uh, week 10, the Cowboys travel to Green Bay, take on the Packers, and Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay. Wonder what kind of reception he'll get. He did lead them to the Super Bowl win, but I feel like he was mostly disliked at the end <laughs> and is largely thought of around the league as kind of a bum. I don't know. <laughs> Any comment? I mean, he took us to one Super Bowl, but I mean, I don't know. I think he just got complacent with everything. And I think that's what the organization was like. We need, we need freshness, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's always interesting when head coaches go back because it is funny to see how the, the stadium responds to a coach that brought so much joy. Right. <laughs> I feel like time heals most wounds. Anyway, that's what most people remember is the Super Bowl. 
Um, also in week 10, the commanders play the Eagles in Philadelphia. So Carson Wentz has returned to his original stadium, original team, uh, where I would expect nothing but booze and trash thrown on the field. <laughs> yes. In addition to the trash that is Carson Wentz's game. Ha! Two-minute <laughs> warning. Okay, week 11, Chiefs at Chargers, another AFC West. Watch them all. <laughs> uh, week 12 is where Thanksgiving falls. Uh, the matchups are Bills-Lions is the early game. Giants-Cowboys, then Patriots-Vikings on Thanksgiving night. Skipping ahead to uh, Cowboys and Eagles play on Christmas Eve. Broncos and Rams on Christmas Day. And then a couple of week 18 matchups, the final week of the season that will most definitely have playoff implications. Ravens at Bengals, Chargers at Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Cardinals, 49ers. All, I guess those are all interdivisional games, I just realized. But yeah, all those divisions are probably coming down to the wire. And then we got the international slate of games as well. Three games in London, one in Mexico City. And... Uh, the Seahawks and Bucks will play the first ever NFL game in Germany in November in Munich. So that's cool. We're going, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So that seems like as good a place as any to close out the show. Oh, the Packers play in London for the first time. On October 9th, they play the Giants. Uh, so it's their first time having to go across the pond. And, and they're actually going to be playing in the home stadium of my uh, favorite Premier League team, the Tottenham Hotspur, we talked about a few weeks ago. Indeed, we did. It's a crossover between my favorite football team and my favorite football team. <laughs> it's, a it's a match made for you. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's close it out there. Like I said at the beginning, the real offseason – is upon us so we're going to take a bit of a break matt's going to get his act together and then we're going to discuss <laughs> the tweaks yeah. and changes we're planning for our upcoming third season of the podcast what still on the air so uh, get ready for that enjoy the off season matt it's been another fun one thank you and uh thank you listeners we'll be back we'll be back soon you know don't you worry that's right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.